With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to WordAlive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word of Life is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. We're so glad you could join us again tonight. I'm co-host Renetta here on Word Alive. Today is May the sixteenth, two thousand and fifteen, and my co-host Ella Charles may join us later, but she was tied up. Uh, She's a little bit tied up at the moment right now. So we're not going to waste your time. We want to jump right into uh, what we're going to do tonight. We're very excited to continue uh, our review of Reverend Harry Jackson's message, A Friend of the Bridegroom. So uh, let's see where we at. We were talking, um, we started talking about this actually week before uh yeah, last week. We started talking about this last week. And uh, we were talking about how, you know, in a wedding, the the best man chooses, uh, I'm sorry, the bridegroom chooses 
someone to be his uh, best man. It's usually his best friend, and sometimes it's a very close brother or another close relative that he has a close relationship with. And so if you can just envision the best man standing at the altar with the bridegroom waiting for the bride to enter, and, you know, um, just imagine Jesus as the bridegroom and imagine John the Baptist as the best friend. And as they're standing there looking over the um, the gathering for the wedding and different people are having different types of conversations and maybe this one over here is talking about what that one is wearing or maybe this one over here is saying, man, you know, she could have covered up a little more. She knew she was coming to a wedding. Or maybe this one over here is talking about, I wonder what they're going to serve after it's over. But the friend of the bridegroom, does not want to get distracted by the conversations that's going on, doesn't want to get distracted by getting too lost in his own thought process of what people are doing and, you know, what the carryings on of the gathering is that's taking place in front of him. But he wants to be focused and attentive to the bridegroom. So that if the bridegroom needs anything at all, after all, he's about to be married. He's about to take his bride. He's been in preparation for this for a while. And now we're coming down to the end of his journey to receive his bride. And if there's anything that still needs to happen, anything that still needs to take place, that friend wants to make sure that he's ready and available to do whatever it takes. And so if the bridegroom lean in just a little bit, that friend is very attentive to lean over to hear what is it that you want to say. And not only to hear what it is that he wants to say, but if he gives him a set of instructions, he wants to make sure he hears precisely what it is so that when he gets ready to carry out those instructions, he doesn't miss anything. So he doesn't want to get distracted by what's going on around him. He just wants to hear what the bridegroom has to say. That's the most important thing to him. It's nothing like knowing that you are hearing him when he speaks, knowing that your relationship with him is so tight and so close that as the words are coming out of his mouth, you are actually feeling his heart, his mind. You're aware of his thinking. You're aware of his will and his purpose. You now know him as a friend. You can know him as a friend if you don't know him as a friend. And receiving one word from this friend can change everything. It can turn your life around. <coughs> Excuse me. It can it can uh turn a city upside down. As Jesus friend, he will make things known to you. He will make you aware of things that maybe everybody else in that room has no idea of the conversation that he's having with you. Maybe nobody else in your church, maybe nobody else in your study group, maybe nobody else, but you want to be the one to hear him. You don't want to be the one that has to hear it through somebody else. You want to be the one to get it straight from his mouth. So let's go back and read again.
John 3.29, he that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bride, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. Because I'm able to hear directly from him what he what his will is, what his heart is, what his purpose is. So we found out that John was speaking about his relationship with Jesus. He was a friend of the bridegroom. He had a conversation with him. The church is the bride, and the bridegroom has a friend. Are you his friend? Are you the one that when something moves his heart, he can lean over and say it, and you're going to hear his whisper, glory to God? Are you the one that is going to hear that whisper, hear that conversation, because you're not caught up in all the other petty conversations that's running through the church, because you're not hearing all of the gossip, because the the people who carry gossip from person to person is passing you over? Because there's something different about you, and every time they try to bring you something, something won't let them spill it over on you. Are you that tight with the Lord? Are you that close with the Lord? Are you that close with the Lord? One word from him can change a life, can bring healing, can bring a miracle. Are you the one that can hear their word and release that word in the earth to set that healing in, in motion, to set that miracle in, in motion, to set the turning around of that city in motion? Are you able to receive the word for your own self that will turn your life around? I'm a friend of the bridegroom, too. I'm paying attention. I'm trying to get up close and personal with him, to be attentive to what he is saying. Get up close and personal with the Lord. Be attentive to what he's saying. I'm waiting. He's waiting. For me to be waiting attentively upon him in this hour. To pay close attention to what he is saying. Are you waiting attentively to hear what the bridegroom is saying to his friends? Jesus wants to be close with you in this hour. We're near the end. We're near the end. We're near the end of the age of grace. He wants you to draw close to him and he wants to draw close to you. It's going to take more than an hour of devotion in the morning getting up in the morning, getting ready for your day, spending an hour with him, and then moving on with your life and not even thinking about him again until the next morning when it's time for your devotion again. I'm not saying that you should not have devotion. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is having devotion and then going on with your life on your own. No, no, no. He wants to walk with us. All day long. Not just the hour that we spend with him. 
the hour that we spend communion with, communing with him. He wants to do the dishes with you. He wants to go to work with you. He wants to be with you when the drop you drop the kids off at school, when you're planning your meals, when you're at your grocery shopping. In this message, I'm actually relaying a message to you that I heard through Reverend Harry Jackson at our church. He was trying to get us aware of his presence, the Lord's presence, walking in the divine presence of him all the time. The Lord wants to do life with us. He wants to do life with you, companionship. So invite him in to the compartments of your life. You know, here in America, we're so compartmentalized. We have so many things going on. We 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 have learned to multitask. And we got this going on at work. We got this committee meeting after work. We that we got we on that task force. We're on this committee and this board at church, and we're on the committee uh, at, at the the community hall and. We, we're so, we we're on all of these things trying to build up our resume so we look good. Have you invited Jesus to go to the board meeting with him, the task meeting, fourth, the task force meeting with him, the school board meeting with you, the church board meeting with you? Let's go back to John 15, and let's go to John 15 and 7. He says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If there's a condition. And, you know, we love to quote that scripture. I can ask him whatever I will, and it's going to be done to me. You can't leave the rest of that out. He says, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Why is this conditional? Because he knows if you're abiding in him, and his words are abiding in you, whatever you ask that ye will will be according to his will, because you're abiding in him, and his words are abiding in you. If I'm abiding in Jesus and his words abiding are abiding in me, I have his mind. I have his heart. I have his will. Because he's steadily pouring it into me through my relationship, my companionship with him, my, my communion with him, and with his word. I'm close enough to him that when I'm at this place, he knows he can trust me enough that he could actually say, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. This is another level of power, another level of authority, another level of relationship, another level of co-laboring with him. This is a year to only believe that ye shall ask what ye will, 
and it shall be done unto you. Oh, get it. Get this. Grasp this. Father God, open their understanding that they can receive this. Reveal to their heart exactly what you're saying to them at this moment in their life, everybody that hears this word. Now, in this scripture, he's making a difference in abiding in him and abiding in his word. You can have his word, you know, and not abide in him. That means you can't just read all day and not fellowship with him. We have to do both. We can't just do the word alone. You can't just quote scriptures. You can't just quote promises. It's got to be a little deeper than that. Secondly, he mentions abiding in him first and then abiding in his word. Let's read that scripture one more time. If ye abide in me, that was first. And, so now, and we're going to add to it. And my words abide in you. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, sometimes when we see something placed first, it's because that has preeminence. We gotta, we do have to have the Word of God. We're not trying to tell you to leave the Word. We do need the Word, but we got to punch it up a notch here. The bridegroom wants to share with you. If we do both, we will see more results. We will get more results in our life. We will get to experience more of God, of the dunamis of God. We will be able to operate in his authority and see the results take place, be a witness of God moving and working and operating in this realm. Spiritual things taking place. In this natural realm. Some people think abiding in him means, you know, being born again. And that's part of it. You can't abide in him if you're not born again. Absolutely. But John 15 talks about abiding in the vine, the branch. Abiding in the vine. Staying connected to the vine. Dwelling dwelling in him. Why? Because the life is in the vine, and if we stay connected to the vine, the life from the vine is flowing through us. And, but we have to be connected. We have to be in touch. We have to be in communion with him. We have to be communicating with him. We have to be talking to him. We have to be listening to him. We have to be close to him. We have to get to the place where we know his heart. You know, I spoke a message uh, Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night about what is a passion of God's heart that you have tapped into. And it has now become your passion. What is it that touches God 
that now touches you. You know, hopefully, if you're a believer, you do have a prayer life. And you do commune with the Lord. And you do have a word life. And you do read the word and study the word. And you are growing in the word. Because you got to have that in, in order to mature with him. But in building a relationship with him, when we first get saved, you know, we're babes. Babes are only concerned with themselves. <laughs> it's not their fault. That's just the way, you know, that's just the nature of things. Babies are only concerned with themselves. They cry when they're hungry. They cry when they're wet. Some of them cry when they burp. Some of them cry when they poop. Some of them cry when they pass gas. Some of them cry when they have air bubbles trapped somewhere on the inside. Some of them cry when they itch and you can't figure out why they're crying. They cry when they're in an uncomfortable position. They cry when they get tired of laying down when they want you to pick them up. They cry when you've held them too long and they want you to put them down. It's all about them. Where babies in the church cry all the time. They cry when that person look at them wrong. They cry when the sister over there forget to speak to them. They cry when the pastor forget to acknowledge that they worked on the bulletin too. They mummer and complain about everything that don't go right when they first get saved. They complain about how everybody's treating them. They complain about the devil. They complain about their mama. They complain about their daddy. They complain about their husbands, their brothers, their sisters, their boss, their their co-workers. The person that's sitting next to them in class at school, the principal, the teacher, their best friend, they complain about everything. Why? Because they are babies, and this is the nature of things. But if they keep coming, if they keep praying, if they keep reading the Word, something happens. They begin to grow. They begin to mature. The more time they spend in the Word of God, the more time they spend focusing on communion with the Lord, on spending time in the presence of the Lord, the more their focus begin to shift off of them and onto the Lord, onto the Word. They begin to pick up some of His ways. They begin to take on some of His characteristics. They become praisers. They become adorers of God. They begin to worship him. They begin to appreciate him. They begin to learn about what salvation means, what it has brought to them. They begin to experience results in their walk with the Lord. They begin to get prayers answered. They begin to realize this thing is real. There's real power here. It really works. They begin to look back over their lives and see that they have changed. Things are happening to them. And all of a sudden, they stop whining less. They start whining less, complaining less. They start maturing. They stop needing the pacifier. They stop needing the pastor to hold their hands. They stop needing somebody to pray the same prayer over them every Sunday. Things begin to change. Their mind is being renewed. 
They're being transformed by the word of God. They are bringing their flesh under submission. Submission. Why? The teaching that they have heard thus far has caused them to gravitate to the word more, which talks about the relationship with the Lord. And they're starting to build a relationship with the Lord. And they're starting to experience his love. And it's starting to overflow into their lives and permeate all of this other stuff they used to whine and complain about. And now they're less aware of that, more aware of the Lord. They're less aware of that. They're starting to spend time with the Lord in the morning, starting to spend time with the Lord at night. This time that they're spending with the Lord, it's causing them to focus on him more. They're starting to trust him more. They're starting to let their guard down. They're letting him into more compartments in their lives. They're trusting him with more of their secrets. They're opening up to him more. They're having longer conversations, deeper conversations. They're listening to what he has to say about it. They're considering his advice. They're applying it. They're seeing righteous results. They're seeing the goodness of the Lord show up. Now, next week, we're going to continue this message, and we're going to talk about how do we abide in him. How do we abide in him? Because a lot of times, you know, we give the word out, we teach the word, we preach a message, and we don't stop and slow down long enough to make sure The people have the tools that they need to put this to work in their own lives. And so we're going to do a little bit of that. We're not going to be able to complete it all the way, but we're going to be able to at least get you started in the right direction. And if you want more of this message, please feel free to contact us. And we uh, we, uh, make the necessary arrangements that you can get all of this message. And there was another message that he preached previous to this one, which I haven't reviewed. And uh, we can make that available to you as well. Just get in touch touch with us, and we'll tell you, you know, how you can get a hold of it. Well, it's, it's blessed. It's always blessed spending time with you in the Word of God. Come back next week at 11 p.m. Invite a friend to come and listen to this message. Listen to the one from last week. Listen to the uh, the Word from the Lord a couple of weeks before this is very powerful and um listen to even the mother's day uh um acknowledgement that we gave uh mother's day was good and uh, invite them to come and join us next week at 11 p.m. to listen to a continuation of this message as well we love you all so much we pray that you are a believer that you believe that Jesus Christ the only begotten son of god died on the cross gave up his life so that you could be set free from sin. He paid the penalty of death, which was the penalty of sin, which was death, so that you wouldn't have to pay it. But then he rose again on the third day so that you could partake of eternal life. Believe it in your heart. Confess what you believe in your heart with your mouth, and this brings you salvation. Pray and ask God to help you to plant in the right church so that you can Begin to mature, learn of him, grow in him, get connected to the vine, 
stay connected to the vine. Abide in him. Allow him to abide in you and experience the abundant life that Jesus came that you might live. God bless. Have a God night and a God week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.